Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Geostorm, directed by Dean Devlin and released in 2017. The plot of Geostorm goes something like this. When the network of satellites designed to control the global climate start to attack Earth, it's a race against the clock to uncover the real threat before a worldwide geostorm wipes out everything. <laughs> that plot summary is totally nonsensical. Um, so first, though, we will do our spoiler-free section. Katie, should people watch this movie? No. I don't know why you would unless you had to watch something this weekend and your only options were this or The Snowman, both of which are supposed to be terrible. Yeah. Um, we made a choice. Um our choices were this and the snowman and the snowman's been getting terrible reviews and sounds really awful and is so bad that they its own director forgot to shoot some of the script. So we decided to go with Geostorm because we like Dean Devlin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done some good TV like Leverage and The Librarians. He's written some good stuff like Stargate mm. and um, is he behind Armageddon or the other one? I think he did – well, he did anyway, some – a lot of those 90s did, disasters. Um, Independence, Independence Day, Day. But I think he might have also done Armageddon. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, you know, not exactly high cinema art but fun stuff and he seems nice and we like him. So we thought, well, if we're going to give anyone our money, it's probably going to be Dean Devlin. And we didn't Supporting go in – Supporting non-white filmmakers. Yes, that's correct. And we didn't go in with huge expectations. It stars Jared Butler in the lead and – Jared, bless his heart, isn't known for his acting skills <laughs> or being particularly good in movies. But anyway, yeah, no, this is not a good movie. It's pretty terrible. No, he didn't do Armageddon, sorry. Right. Um, yeah, no, this is not a good movie. Um, it is a bad – I mean, it, it, I'm just sort of amazed that it is out in cinemas. It it's, seems like the sort of thing that you would watch as like a sci-fi original movie or something. It's impressive that it even got – made honestly it's and that's part of the problem too is dean devlin's got no uh, movie directing experience Mm. and this movie is shot like a tv show Mm. everyone's way too close it doesn't look good the lighting is bad the shots are fuzzy like i don't know fuzzy's maybe not the right word but that's the word i wrote down because it's just kind of muddy looking i guess might be the way to describe it i thought the big scenes you know the action scenes looked good yeah the big action Explosiony um, stuff is okay. I but actually also really enjoyed the um, Daniel Wu stuff, mm. and I don't know if that was maybe like second unit or something. That uh, was really yeah. good. Um, that was actually really good. That that kind of that very brief kind of subplot was probably my favorite part of the movie. Mm. I could watch that movie. That was great. But yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, like don't, there's don't a couple of fun this. bits on the International Space Station, but. No, this is stupid. There are better movies. You, we can, yeah, you can do better. We might jump now to the spoilery bit. Uh, if you do, sure. ca- if you I mean if you care about spoilers on this movie, or you just want to hear us talk about a really terrible movie that's out at the moment, um, yeah, we're going to move into I that mean, section now. It's not like this movie is unpredictable in any way. It's a very, <laughs> very predictable. I mean, you've seen this movie before. The only thing that surprised me about this movie was that it was less sexist than I thought it would be. Yeah, like, um. Kind the, of racist, but much less sexist. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was also less racist than I thought it would be. To be honest, the, the, I mean, like, the, the only sort of thing was a lot of like, let's kill all the Asians. A lot of Asians die. Um, yeah, in this. Um, and also, what I was talking before about the lighting, it really doesn't know how to light black skin. They have a a black woman around the sit room table, and they have a black woman in their team, mm. and both of them have scenes where they're sitting there. 
almost invisible, like because their skin isn't lit properly in the dark room. The room's lit for all the white actors and not for the black actors. And I was just like, that's, that's pretty assuming the room basic. Is lit. <laughs> that's a pretty basic thing to be able to fix up, like getting the lighting right on everyone's skin and not having this poor woman sitting in the back corner next to a door looking invisible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. No, it, I don't think it's overtly racist. And as you said, um, Dean Devlin's Latino. So. Well, uh, no, Filipino. Half Filipino. Um, right. But, yeah, um, it uh, – it wasn't lit well for anybody, really. It wasn't uh, sort of – it was very dark, mm, like oddly mm. dark. Um, I mean, it's just not very well made. No. Nope. Really. Like it's, it's – And got, that was what was annoying. Like I was thinking, oh, maybe it could be like, you know, cult fun, dumb mm. movie, but it wasn't. It was badly put together. Yeah. It was – yeah, it was badly edited. I saw a mm. lot of really basic editing mistakes, like somebody would step away from a console and then the next shot they'd be at it and things like that. Just mm. really sort of simple things that I was just like, how rushed was this? And the script was terrible. Like the some of the lines people had to – and it, it also um, started out terrible. Like it starts mm. out with um, with Jerry Butler's kid narrating and it's just narration telling you the story, which is just – I mean, that's, over the, over that's stock filmmaking footage. 101. You don't drop the audience into a boring lecture about science. No. Um, and, it, yeah, there were definitely moments when I was laughing out loud at the script. And then, like, the casting is a problem. Um, mm. oh. Abby Cornish, actually, I didn't like at the beginning, but really won me over by the end of the movie. But yeah. Jim Sturgis is just like <laughs> – firstly, I've never seen a movie in which Jim Sturgis has good hair. He has bad hair in every movie, and I don't know why. Perhaps Jim Sturgis just has bad hair. But he, there are people, there are hairdressers on movies who can cut people's hair nicely <laughs> in a way that doesn't look terrible. And yet he always has bad hair. Um, there's no possible way in any world that Jim Sturgis and Gerard Butler were brothers, <laughs> which bugged me through the whole thing. I don't know why, but I just could not buy that at all, ever, mm. that they were brothers. They're only actually about... Nine eight years, years apart, apart in age. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but even even that, they were like, when we were your – there's a point at which yeah. Jim Sturgis says, when we were your age. And, and as if they, he, as a 13-year-old, is playing with his 21-year-old brother, like, yeah. with toys. And and um, Zazie Beats – Zazie Beats. Zazie. Um, <laughs> she, We've um, only ever seen it written. We don't We know. looked it up before this and we couldn't find anybody saying it. So we uh, we apologize. I apologize wholeheartedly for getting it wrong, but I just don't know how to say but it. But we think it's Zazzy, so we're going to go with Zazzy. Sure. Um, so Zazzy beats. Um, at one point, calls him Grandpa. It's like, oh, Grandpa can't fix his phone, and I'm like, he's not that old, and he doesn't look that old. No, like he's 39. <laughs> he's in fact falls into well, depending on how you like define millennials he's at least generation x and not like he's like an not old he's an older baby generation boomer. x yeah he's a younger sorry generation so, yeah x. younger generation x maybe even like that kind of the i think he's in that like mid generation yeah. that we're in that what i like to call the jedi generation but yeah i like he's not that old so for no. her to be going on about how old he is seems very weird although to probably me. to zazie beats who's like 25 or younger yeah, it but probably, I, he probably seems young. I don't know. It, it even to old twenty-five-year-olds, I don't think that they that like thirty-eight-year-olds seem particularly old. As yeah, like thinking of them of them as like grandfather. Like I feel yeah, like yeah. that was written for an older actor than yeah, Jim yeah, Sturgis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they were like Gerard Butler's the right 
age, but I feel like he, uh, Jim Sturgis's character is meant to be older. Yes. Um, and he doesn't play older. He doesn't seem older. He seems exactly the age that he is. Um, but yeah, at the, at the beginning, I was not sold at all on, on Abby Cornish or their relationship or anything. And I know it's really cheesy, but she really kind of won me over towards the end when she, um, it's a Dean Devlin archetype thing that he likes, I think, is that kind of very, like, tough secret service blonde woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she's really great when, especially in the car chase sequence, she's just cool. Mm. <laughs> and I liked her a lot more towards the end of the movie when she's yeah. being a badass. Also, you have to hear protecting all the men. Less at that. And the, yeah. the three leads are all not American. They're all playing Americans and y- you can hear it. Who do you think comes off the best on the accent in the accent wars? I think it's Jim, Jim Sturgis. Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. Abby Cornish's is bad. Yeah. Right. It really it's bad. Consistent. Sometimes it seems like it's going for like a New Yorker thing, but sometimes it's just sort of a more like generic American thing. Um, Gerard Butler's vanishes by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He starts off okay. And then by the end of the movie, he's just Gerard Butlering it up. Like he's just a Sparta, like full, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I, I'd say Jim Sturgis acquits himself the best. He yes. kind of tends to slip a bit when he's with other non-Americans, mm. but when he's with the Americans, at least, it's pretty consistent. Yes. No, that's very true. Oh, my gosh. I, I it's just a weird choice. Like, it's not like he couldn't have cast Americans in those roles. <laughs> like, Maybe anyway. nobody wanted to do it. No, that's possible. And Although that, Ed Harris is in this movie. So. Not just Ed Harris, Andy Garcia, Richard Schiff, like all these famous <laughs> people in random small roles. The Richard Schiff, like as soon as he showed up, we were like, oh, hey, it's Toby Ziegler. He works at the White House. Katie he's was like, he's Toby Ziegler. He works at the White House because that's Katie's favourite joke. It's not – it's – it's only what I think of whenever I see him. But he's playing a senator. Yeah, he yeah. always plays. Like, he, he seems to always play, like, politicians and yeah. stuff, right? Like, <laughs> that's all anyone can see him that's as. That's why it's funny to me. Or occasionally a school principal. But, but, yeah. but I think that's why it's so funny to me, like, because he literally was a senator in this. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, he was. And they just kind of show up in random random spots. Um, mm. You'll never guess that the bad guy is one of those people. You'll never guess. <laughs> well, um, how early did we pick the bad Like, you, Because I think you said something about like... I said something about this movie hates women. I bet she's going to go bad about the chief scientist and she yeah. didn't. No, so, I didn't think the movie hated um, women and it didn't. It and you were like, lessened. my money is on Ed Harris. I yeah. think that we were up on the space station at that point. Um, so he'd already done the bit where he flies in a rocket all by himself. Like, uh, it's really... Butler does. That yeah, was... What has happened to the space program? This is supposed to be like about 2025, like it's maybe five, ten years in the future. Um, that like the the sp- they're just taking off shuttles every hour, and he just takes a whole solo shuttle all the way to the International Space Station. Like the waste of money yeah. <laughs> in this movie is incredible. Yeah, like every so often you're just like. Holy crap! Not, that's not an the, expensive thing to happen. Not not the movie itself. Like the I don't know that the budget on the movie wasted a lot of money, but no, the no, things that happen yeah. in the movie, like destroying entire cities and whole buildings falling over, and well, um, yeah, but it's a disaster movie. Knocking I get out destroying the whole movie uh, cities, knocking out satellites to solve your problem. Well, yeah, exactly. Or like the bit where he crashes into all of them. They never talk about how much this is all going to cost. You're right, and this this is run by the government. If there's one thing about running government programs, they're always under pressure for how much money they're spending. Exactly. And they sort of have this half-hearted attempt to deal with that at the beginning, but I don't think it ever really goes anywhere. And no. It, definitely. They could, <laughs> like, because it's just crazy how much money and, um, is wasted. What's his name? Um, scenery Chua, who turns out to be the bad guy Ed on Harris? the space station. Oh, Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. 
um, who like I love him. I know he was, he's, he's wasted in this. Also, I so don't know funny. why they got him to do another accent in this movie. That was idiotic. He's Irish. Let him and they do had an him Irish do like a, a Cockney. like Cockney, yeah, working class. It wasn't British. It was bad. Weird. It just it wasn't him. Yeah, and there's no reason for it. Well, the, anyway, but the point at which he was revealed as the bad as a, the one of the minor bad guys, he says something along the lines of "We scientists don't get paid much," mm. and that's probably the only time they ever refer to anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the motivations of the bad guys were like money, watch the world burn, and want to be president. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt like that was like the most realistic thing, but also made them not very scary. No. Kind of boring as bad guys. But yeah, at least it didn't ever go into sort of the women are inherently untrustworthy thing. All of the women were very very trustworthy. Very trustworthy. Very capable. Um, They didn't, their storylines didn't revolve around their boyfriends. Even Abby Cornish's, she gets to like, you know, do her own thing, and, mm. and pr- she's the kind of um, the yeah muscle. And and um, Jared Butler's ex-wife and the mother of his child, who's credited <laughs> only as Hannah's mum, which you know whatever. Um, she's not um he's not bitter about having an ex-wife. Yeah. He's just like uh we you know that we're broken up and he doesn't get to see his kid as often as he'd like, kind of thing. It's and not, she and she's, she's not still in love ni- with him. No, she's perfectly nice. His brother is like you know how's your mum and she's like it seems like it was as far as breakups go relatively amicable and normal yeah well he says at one point i lost my family but that seems to have nothing to do with the, yeah the whole um dutch boy thing it's never been brought up before there's no like no. correlation of him losing his job on dutch boy and his wife leaving him it's just no. like he, he's just shown as having his wife has left him which honestly if you have a husband who's always jetting off to space all the time and leaving you like i'm not totally surprised no um but yeah it doesn't really it doesn't blame her the movie doesn't blame her for that or anything um and then um, he doesn't win the affections of the space station woman either no and the the space station woman uta fassbinder the she's just portrayed as like you know competent and hardworking, and not sexualized and mm. and being a I mean, nice well, person but not, not like non-sexualized but by movie standards they do she still also like gets around the space station with her hair out and perfectly curled and makeup on and yes, they put her in the t-shirt everybody but looks yes. good i mean robert sheehan looks good on that so he's yeah, wearing oh, like I know, a, his cut off t-shirt <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> i think that i mean the the, the mm. uh regulations are pretty lax there then they're not exactly uh enforcing any <laughs> uniform standards on that space station so no I, I wouldn't say she's any more sexualized than no, anybody no, no. else. And is. like, and there's a scene with Ab- where Abby Cornish is in like a really low cut nightgown, mm. and and she and Jim Sturt just like have a sort of love scene that gets interrupted. Yeah, but even then, she's not. It's not like the camera no. pans down her. No, no, or- no. It doesn't. And also at that point, you're like Jim Sturt, just stop being an idiot with this woman who is clearly more competent and smarter <laughs> than you. Yeah, he he. Uh- kind of gets better as the movie goes on as well, I think. Well, he has to because then we don't have Daniel Wu to distract us and be uh, cool. I miss – I was sad I know. I was died. so sad that they killed him off. I was like, he's the hottest one. Leave him in here. <laughs> Not only is he the hottest one, he's, his storyline was much more fun. Like watching him be an action star was more fun. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred that to keep watching that mm. or to keep him around while they did the rest of it or to keep Z- um, Zazie Beats around as well. Like they she was great. Her as well. Um, it, it would have been more fun with them, mm. at least to provide some kind of entertainment value. Well, you would have also had like the team on the ground versus the team up in mm. the sky, and they would they would have worked quite well as a team together. I think Daniel Wu would his character would have provided a good foil for Jim Sturgis's character, for example. They would have worked yeah. played well off each other. Um, he would have helped 
that helped with the whole Abby Cornish thing. Although- Especially in a movie with so little, like, I mean, there's very few unnecessary deaths. It's not a movie that kind of goes, the- there's well, not even a dramatic death. Yeah, but there are like thousands and thousands no, of people die. Ma- named characters is right. what I mean. Like, that, yeah, you know, it's a disaster like, movie. Um, like, the main characters, almost nobody dies. No, but like the deaths that we see, there's like a bunch of Afghanis. Then there's. Um, we don't Hong- see people them die. In- no, we don't. We see them dead. We see like Hong Kong get destroyed. So you don't actually necessarily see people mm-hmm. die, but you know they do. You know, a cat dies. And then you see Indians dying and like. And then you see Japanese people dying. Like, it's kind of a pattern there. Yes. Actually, the, I did lean over to it at one point because I looked at the map and Australia didn't even have, like, a storm satellite going And the off. idea was that they were wiping out their enemies with the geostorm. Yes. Like, we don't find out that out until later. Yeah, yeah. So the, but I was the just like, Australia's already used to having geostorm weather. We don't get a, <laughs> a satellite. This is just our weather. That's what yeah. we have. But yeah, when we like, we find out later that these are all very mm. um, purposefully Deliberate targeting. People but I who might also be feel like on the International Space Station, some of the heroes could have they could have done more with like being international instead of having the main woman be German. <laughs> like, because you know our heroes were always going to be white Americans, but they could have at least made the other guys not. Well, yeah, I mean, because the guy at the end um, who drives the shuttle that they, that the saves Mexican? them, who's Mexican, right? And he makes a bit a point of that. Like, you could have just had a little bit more about that, but instead they were kind of. The sort of the other, French guy was the guy who. Well, but they were trying to make him out to be a yeah. Well, the, this villain. is the thing. There were there was like, and if you look at the French guy, he was also kind of swarthy, like he was mm. darker skinned and he had a beard, and um, they were making it out as though they were doing a bit of a fake out on him as a villain, which is a bit icky. But yeah, it would have been nice to show that because in the narration at the start, the little girl's like, and it was a co- it was a an international effort of seventeen countries led, led by, by US. the USA and China. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then one of the first places to go is Hong Kong. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that is a, like they're trying to kind of wipe out the um, specifically their enemies. So mm. whatever. <laughs> but th- that's why so many of those targets were non-white countries. Mm. What was the second Asian city that we saw with the hailstorms? Oh, there, sorry. There was also um, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, got knocked yes. out. Um, but uh, Dubai as well. Yes, but there was a hailstorm city that was in Asia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure where that was. I missed that. Oh, uh, hang on. I did write notes, but my notes just say something like, oh, more dead Asians. Great. Um, I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote it like four times. And I also talked about um, lots of Asian Asians. men being damsels in distress. It's interesting because the, the movie the directed first, by an Asian man. Yeah, because the first um, person that we see die on screen is the um, the Indian guy on the space station who's figured out that there's a problem. No, no. He is a saboteur. He's a saboteur. He sabotaged it on purpose. Right. Well, he, and but, then he went into that place to sabotage that room. And then, right? yeah. And then he got trapped right. in his own sabotage. Right. So he's just an evil right, brown yeah. man. Okay. Not, uh, well, <laughs> damsel. But, like, but the I, thing is that the, the, there's two, he's, there's only a couple of prominent deaths on screen. He's one of them, and Daniel Wu is the other. They're both well, Asian. But men. he, but he, no, because. He um he the Indian guy dies, but so do Robert Sheehan and the oh, yeah, um, he does TV too. villain guy. Oh yeah, blows the guy, up in the car. Yeah, so yeah the South all, African guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, David S. Lee, a white South African, the white South African guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the three of them were bad guys. There's only mm. one good guy who dies on screen, mm. um, which is Daniel Wu. David S. Lee. I've seen him in something recently, and I can't. Oh, yeah. the librarians, the librarians, yeah, Moriarty and the librarians. I, it right. took me a while to figure out that 
that was yeah, but yeah, he, of course. Uh, he's the guy that is like very much a TV kind of yeah villain. bad guys like stalwart. You've seen him before. You'll see mm-hmm. him again. Um, I recognized him very quick as soon as he. In fact, I think I laughed out loud when I saw him. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wonder if he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, don't. Um, the hailstorm city. I don't remember. I remember the Rio bit. The- but see, I was waiting for like it was just before the Rio bit. It was weird because they never really addressed the hailstorm city. Um, mm-hmm. But I was waiting on the edge of my seat because I was like, oh, no, they're going to kill the black girl or, oh, oh no, they're going to yeah. kill Fassbinder in that big scene. But yep. they never did it. No, they didn't. Um, which, yeah, it kind of lowers the stakes when nobody dies. But also, yay for not killing off all of the non-white people. Mm. The reunion scene was weird, though, at, back on Earth. It was, it was a strange order of things to happen. Yes. Um, I mean, like, the problem is it with the movie was like the only bits that are really any good are the action scenes. Like, so we've had the sequence, the sequence where the, the space station is being destroyed and also the sequence where they're saving the president are both <laughs> really exciting and importantly have very little dialogue. Mm. And then the reunion scene. So firstly, at the end of the saving the president scene, like Abby Cornish says, this is my fiance very loudly Shh. about Jim Sturgis. And then she says it again when, um, when she gets when the reunion I'm, scene, she says I'm I'm his fiance. Yeah. When the reunion scene happens and it's really awkward, yeah, and the yeah. whole thing is awkward. And well, it's because it's a it's a full circle moment for her, or, or like a you know yeah, yeah, revelation. Yeah, no, I, moment. I get it, but, yeah. but it's like I mean I understood it was fine, but, but I also see, I the feel dialogue like that was just terrible. After. I feel like that should have happened after they they should have waited hugged. for the reunion, right? Yeah, I I just feel like oh no, because she he punches, she gets proud of Jim Sturgis when he punches somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then later on, I was like, why did they do? They should have done the hug between Gerard Butler and Jim Sturgis, and then had her be, him be like, "This is my fiance." Mm, yeah, kind of a thing, and then had the president talking to him. I don't understand why they did it the well, other she, way no, around. It doesn't make any sense. She has to say, "I'm his fiance," because he's proposed, and she's gone. <laughs> yeah, right, and. Like, he has to earn it by the end of the movie. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't ever feel like they're given women as prizes. No, no, movie, not at all. In fact, it, it's it's more like um, that he, you know, it's it's like he has to prove himself. Um, and she kind has of. to. And it's, but it's also about her. Like, realise she can trust him kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's Which also is about, hard in her line of work. Yeah, her letting go of – she's very into all the rules and stuff like mm. that at the beginning of the movie. So, they kind of – grow together yeah i also love the idea that like a secret service agent and someone who works at the state department can't date like <laughs> they're just both public servants of course they can date and they don't even work in the same agency like no. they're not going to report to one another or anything no that was funny that, that was, was weird. weird like it was just like they'd made the rule like is she, just to she's make not protecting him no right? she's protecting the president right so or the secretary of state so his boss ed harris who's the secretary of state she would be protecting him at times but still like there's no the only reason you ever have like in government things not no dating policies is where there's like a relationship of power mm. imbalance. Yeah. And it's just weird. Anyway. Yeah, that was it was just a matter of convenience, I assume. It's silly. It's a silly movie. It's so silly. Like when yeah, all of it is really silly, but you know I was sad that it was bad though. Like I was happy for it to be silly. I was happy for it to be dumb and splody. And I did really like the dumb splody bits. I was kind of sad that it was bad, though. Like, I was sad that the script was shitty and that it was shot badly and all that There's sort of stuff. There's this bit where he's on – Gerard Butler's on a conference call with Jim Sturgis. <laughs> and then Jim Sturgis plays the footage later and it has the dramatic zoom in from the camera does. And you're like, it's a conference call. There's no dramatic zoom. 
<laughs> so terrible. I don't know. It's just these things that were just like these are really basic things that the movie doesn't have to. No, they're dumb. Yeah, like and they could have been picked up in editing or anywhere, and they're just not. It's dumb. Mm. So that kind of annoyed me. <laughs> um, yeah, there are actually some ideas in here that were like. I mean, the naming of things was cool. I liked that the net was called the Dutch Boy. Like, yeah, that was clever. It was clever, and it also. Um, but it was also memorable. Mm. You'd hear Dutch Boy, you knew what it was, mm. instead of being like another acronym or something like that. You know, yeah. there's you can see all the bits and pieces where it's like there's somebody behind this who's not an idiot. Yeah. It's just not – it feels like it was really rushed too. Yeah, unlike your thing about it, how did this get to open so wide? Like mm. how did it get to a point where it was recruiting movie stars and working on a – a wide yeah. opening. This is a movie. This that, is like a hundred million dollar movie, and it got handed to you know a TV show runner. It's not just that. It's, but it's so outdated. Mm. It's so yeah. outdated. Like this is not how we make movies now. Yeah. This is a movie that belongs in like the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. It's, it's up there with like on know, the Sci Fi Network. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It's like a poor man's Armageddon or something. Right. Exactly. But it's it's it feels just really out of it time mm. and there are these little references to it clearly being like made around the time of trump yes which would just feel really odd uh. like ed harris at one point says something that's very similar to marga um oh which we want i wanted to make it like america in 1945 you yeah know? yeah yeah the and um thank the mexicans and stuff like that mm. which were very i mean this movie kind of wears it 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 tries to marry the idea of like liberal leftist ideas with that kind of traditional like all american thing mm. but it really undermines its all americanness at every step yeah like um, the, even the heroes were not born in america and make a point of saying yeah <laughs> i i thought that was just how they would explain their accent or jared butler's accent but yeah but it also yeah. undermines the whole yeah the whole thing about um and and the whole storyline about the the bad guys, the Ed Harris's and the and the Toby Ziegler's of the world, the Richard Schiff's of the world, sorry, um, want to retain American control over this project instead yeah. of getting it, giving it, you know, letting it be run internationally. I know, and everybody's just like, no, we want to give this to the international community. Mm. Like that's the hero- heroic way of doing yeah, things. Yeah, like that's. But then Andy Garcia, as the president, is like, I'm the president of the United States. I'm awesome. So it's really odd. Yeah. It kind of mixes messages. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Um, no, I don't think it really knows. And it is. And yeah. it's not like you can blame anybody else for that. Dean Devlin was like in every part of this. He was the producer, yeah. the director, the and writer. Which is why. It, but it's, it's, it's like, like his it's a movie 90s made by movies, committee. though. It's like, his, yeah. it's like Independence Day or Godzilla. No, but they were, they were much clearer on their. Like, well, you could also make a movie back in the 90s. Like the politics were different yeah. of the time. You can't make a movie with those pol- that the those kind of idealistic American values politics just don't fly at the moment. Not mm. you really have to examine that, um, which is why uh, the Winter Soldier is such a great movie. Yeah, you can't. And they try. They have this idea, you know, that the Make America Great Again types are all the bad guys, but mm. they don't. I don't know. It just seems. All the preachy stuff about climate change as well and how the world banded together and all. It mm. just it doesn't really ring – it doesn't engage. It doesn't ring true. It doesn't well, no, that feel was what was right. good about um, Arrival last year. Mm. They all started fighting yeah. immediately, which is exactly what does and would happen. Like it is literally part of my job to work with one of those international organisations like the yeah. – um, and that is 
half the trouble is that all the different countries think every country thinks they're special and and there's sovereignty around nation states is so strong that you um you just like it's really hard and really slow to get anything done right and you would hope that eventually they would all get things done but mm. like it's not going to happen fast no and it's not going to happen idealistically immediately <laughs> no um, which is, I think, part of yeah, yeah and it, it's, it's it's a bit sort of luxury, like oh yes, climate change got so bad, we finally banded together, like as though that's what's going to happen, as though something's going to happen and we're all going to band together to defeat it. Which is um yeah, that's the other movie that this reminds me of, which very, is um Day After Tomorrow, which is actually a very American view of World War Two. Um, the American view that the, the the kind of people who uh the Ed Harris's of the world think that like. A big war like that will bring everybody together, mm. and that's yeah, it's funny. not it's, right. It's really funny. How and it's, it's not that, how it really worked either. Yeah, it's it's that kind of it doesn't sit comfortably with its own politics. Mm. This movie, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't hate watching it. I definitely had fun in some parts and was like, mm. you know, if I was watching, if this was on TV. And I wasn't doing anything. I'd probably sit and watch it and laugh at it and, you know, yeah. have a pretty I, good time. And I had some fun in the action stuff. The bit where they went to yeah. get the car door out of the – not the car door. It's not. A, it looks like a car door. It's a panel. Get a yeah. panel off the space station where they have a spacewalk. That the was gra- really the, well that, done. Those were the bits where I was like, oh, somebody saw gravity. Yeah, that was really well done. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the, Daniel end, the whole end bit. Uh, the, the Daniel Wu bit in Hong Kong where he was driving, was that my was favorite. amazing. That was my favorite, I think, action scene in the whole I – mean, like mm. I said – if this had been like an action movie with like starring Daniel Wu with Abby Cornish as his protector, mm. um, and then Z- and then Zazie Beetz could come along with them, mm. I'd love that. That would be great. Just cut out the white guys entirely and just have those three as the heroes. You could throw like, in a couple of token white guys, like what's his name, um, rock and roller, Robert Robert Sheen, Robert Sheen. Um, yeah, but can't we just make him Irish? So do he, cause yeah, he's yeah. so like. The thing about Robert Sheehan and the thing that made Ro- – Robert Sheehan's famous for skins. Mm, yeah. Where he played this guy who was like the worst guy ever but everybody loved him because he's so charming, mm. which his Irishness is a really big part of. Yeah. <laughs> the accent and things, you know, and he's yeah. so pretty and like – so. Yeah. And, whereas and that's in, the character they wrote here. The, yeah, and, but when they give him the, um, the Cockney sort of accent, it just makes him seem like a football hooligan. Exactly, and it's not, that doesn't work. No, um, and it's exactly the part they wrote. If they just let him use his, his mm. own accent, it would have completely worked because he would have been like, "Oh, this guy is a lovable asshole," mm, mm. and you wouldn't have been immediately offside with him. Yeah, there's an interesting kind of uh, Gerard Butler's character as well is not at all the kind of guy that usually is the hero in these movies. Mm. In some ways, he is. He's the you know maverick and the rebel and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But he's actually a real believer in like science and working together with international cultures he's, and working with his team and yeah. stuff. And he's an engineering genius. Yeah. Mm. Um well they're always they're always geniuses in something. But yeah. I mean it's you know, if you compare him to like um he made me actually think a bit about um you know Mark Wahlberg in the later Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. And you compare him to that and yeah. he is quite different, yes. That's yeah, that's what I mean. Um, although I suppose for this, uh, but also like if you look at like John Cusack in, what's that one, the the big disaster movie with John Cusack in Oh, it. Deep Impact? No, 2012. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, that one. Yes. Is John Cusack in Deep Impact? I, I no, I don't know. I, I didn't know so. he was in, 2012 is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Nope. That's the day after tomorrow. Oh. Which is a movie that I've seen 
a lot of times. I've seen does, the Jake Gyllenhaal one, so I haven't. Maybe I haven't seen the. A lot of one. this stuff is very much that, like um, bad dad, you know, has mm. to get it together. Although it doesn't have the travels across the country to get his kid thing. Mm. That's kind of pulled out of it. That's more like the Armageddon. You know, yeah, Bruce it, re- it reminded child. me a lot of Armageddon. In fact, I was like, oh, yes, he's going to sacrifice himself like Bruce Willis at the end of Armageddon. I'm surprised that that didn't happen, but I don't care. Mm. I like, you know, I actually like that his German friend stayed behind because she, yeah, me too. I, I was like, when I when she did that, I was like, oh, she's Jane Wade-it. Like, she's the captain and mm. she's staying behind on the ship while the, the crew escapes. Yeah, I, I And that's a Janeway move. I so appreciate I like the um, so agency they give the women in this. Yeah, so when she chooses to do that, then, like, it's actually really nice that they get saved together. It is. And I, it, all, it just never went the way I thought it would in terms of its depiction of women. Mm. You know, it never, like, diminished them or made them just love. Because when I was also concerned when we saw her, uh, the German woman, the first time, mm. um, she was running the space station and all that stuff. And yeah. then we see Gerard Butler get off the spaceship all heroic and then she sees him and i was like oh no they're setting us up for a love yeah, story well, between them and they never went there no because because that's what it looks like they were like sh- friends who respected each other and workmates mm, because the way sh- the way that was shot the way like she was sort of there as the only person waiting for him to get off the, the spacecraft that is a classic like mm. meet cute kind of arrangement and even the way the first sort of they walk through the ship and he's pointing out all the things that are broken and wrong yeah um and she doesn't really take And she's that. like, you know, you should tell your chief scientist. And she's like, I am the chief scientist. And not just that, but she's like, somebody died this week. We're sorry that we let a couple of things go yeah, and, in a very pointed way. And he's and like, never, Oops. Yeah, and they stop. He, yeah. he stops doing that. He is respectful. He respects her after that. And, and they start working together when they yeah. figure out there's a mole in the team. and As friends. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought that was great. I really did. I thought that was really nice. Mm. Um, and it, it, did you see Independence Day 2? God, no. Okay, so I did. A lot of the things that Independence Day 2 did wrong, this movie didn't do. Uh, things like that. Yeah. And all those cheesy kind of like – and Dean Devlin wrote Independence Day. Yeah, um, although I don't know if he wrote the sequel. No, he didn't. Um, I don't even know if he was involved with it at all. So, like, the things that sort of – yeah, he didn't – No, he apparently was involved with it, but it, did he? It, but Or did seemed, they just have to pay him for the well, rights? Well, I think with, he had this – yeah, it looks like he had – I don't know – Oh my god! The there are twelve people with a writing credit on Independence Day too. Gosh, what a surprise! I know. Although it's not actually twelve people, it's like uh, there's an uncredited person, and then there's based on characters created by Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, and mm. then there's story by Dean Devlin, Roland Emmerich, Nicholas Wright, and James A. Woods, and then there's the screenplay by Dean Devlin, Roland Emmerich, mm. James Vanderbilt, James A. Woods, and Nicholas Wright. So it seems like he was probably a consultant on it, but he wasn't uh, heavily involved. Or maybe he was, but there was just – it was – that. yeah, a lot of the things that it did wrong, though, this didn't do. Mm. Like a lot of those kind of cheesy romantic mm. nonsense things <laughs> and stuff. It, it, sorry, the first bit of trivia on IMDb under Independence Day 2. Soon after the success of the first film, 20th Century Fox paid Dean Devlin a large sum of money to write a script for the sequel. However, after completing the script, Devlin didn't turn it in and instead gave the money back to the studio as he felt the story didn't live up to the first film. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, he they obviously got him back at some point to like at least consult. Mm. But that yeah, that is very telling that he was probably at this time working on Geostorm and not really on Independence Day two. Yeah. Anyway, um, are we done? Mm. Yeah. Are we at time? I More than time. I we can say about this. We can give this really... ratings. You know. I, I, Abby Cornish's Hollywood career is mm. something that has like I like Abby Cornish. Mm. 
Um, she really needs to get some accent work in because she's not been strong in that in any of the American movies that I've seen. Yeah. But like, it's it's an odd career that she's well. It's had weird, in like cause she in Australia she was she's in she's like an indie darling. Yeah, she did lots of like really um, challenging sort of arty indie type films where she played these really difficult roles. But everything I see her in America is like a small part in a blockbuster, and or a big part in the blockbuster if you've seen Sucker Punch. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and she, but the, not the kind of films that really allow for you know, real development of that accent work and development of that performance and no. really doing what she can do. I think they don't really know how to use her. Um, I think her sister is in Inhumans too. Uh, um, oh, wow. But anyway, yeah, it, it's an odd career mm. trajectory that she's had over there. And she seems to sort of play a lot of, like some of the roles play into her kind of physicality, her being like big and tall and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's like sometimes she just plays wives and things like that and you're like, why would you why? Yeah, really, I, I, I mean, I'm yeah, I know she needs the money, and well, yeah, and I, I'm, stuff, I'm good but. for her for like you know doing roles for the money and whatnot. But I'm also surprised that she hasn't been snapped up into more indie stuff. Yeah, so that really suits her vibe. She's got an indie vibe about her. Yeah, I don't know why she's in all these like supporting roles in action movies. It's weird because mm. every so often I just sort of go, "This would be a good role for Abby Cornish. Mm. Why isn't that something that she's anyway that people no, are hiring her for?" I agree. And it is nice to see a woman who's, like, not built all wispy and tiny and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, Abby Cornish looks like she could be in the Secret Service because she's She's tall, tall and, and, like, um, she can move and she's muscly and stuff. Yeah. So, mm. anyway, um, have you seen Sucker Punch? Yeah, we watched yeah. it together. Did we? Yeah, it was terrible. It was. Do you – I remember when I first saw it, though, I was like, wow, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> like, before I knew who he I was. I was – I feel like um, – I don't know. It was ter- we watched it together, and, and I just remember us both. Hating. Yeah, we hated it. But I, I definitely feel like remember I may going, have even fallen asleep in it. I definitely remember going. I'm more attracted to this guy than I should be, considering he's a creepy rapist. Yeah. Horrible. I was like, yeah, this guy is. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually remember that, but I do remember watching it with you. Yeah, hmm. I don't remember watching it with you though. So I'm hopeless. You, you're much better at context. But that's all right. For, for and years and years and years, I thought we watched Magic Mike together and discover that you've never actually seen it. I haven't. I've never seen Magic It's, n- it's not good. XXL is way better. But um, <laughs> I think that's like a punch sometimes because there's so many ideas in there that I think, like there's so many things in there that I think are good and it's just such an awful exploitative movie. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Let's we should, rate this. Yes, let's. Sucker. Um, I, I think, oh my God, I don't even know what to rate it. I feel like probably two stars because I do want to give it some kudos for the action stuff. but It's, it's not really, as terrible as it could be. It's really B grade and terrible otherwise, but the action is fun. So, yeah, and I like Dean Devlin, so why not? Two stars. Yeah, it's weird because it's like it doesn't deserve to be even breathing the same air as some of the other things we've seen. And, like, we saw Blade Runner two, a couple of weeks ago and mm. I gave it two and a half stars, but also Blade Runner doesn't live up to what it could be, whereas whereas this is like what um, else could this it, be? It's ter- as terrible as you think it's going to be with a couple of nice bits. Mm. No, I'll give it one and a half stars. Hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to find old episodes, our show notes, or for our Canberra listeners' tickets to our Star Wars screening, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Geostorm or some of the other movies that she watches, check out her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens, and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.